Who cares about your team winning the Super Bowl when your team could win the offseason? My name is Danny Heifetz, and I host the Ringer NFL Draft Show with Danny Kelly, Ben Solak, and Craig Horlbeck. We cover trades, free agency, the draft, obviously. We cover quarterbacks, and there are a lot of good quarterbacks this year. And the teams at the top of the draft, Washington, New England, Chicago, big teams with big histories. Listen to the Ringer NFL Draft Show on Spotify. It's New York, New York, presented by FanDuel. Take a shot at betting the NBA with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and bet live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Let's roll, baby. Welcome in. We are live from Las Vegas. It is a special late Sunday in early Monday, New York, New York, with yours truly, J.J. Jostrzemski. Drowning away his sorrows. Once again, I am dumb enough to bet against Patrick Mahomes, and we see Patrick Mahomes win his third Super Bowl in five years. We see the Kansas City Chiefs for the first time since Tom Brady and the New England Patriots go back-to-back and belly-to-belly, and it's 25-22. Epic Super Bowl in Vegas. Ends in overtime. And, yeah, I'm dumb enough to bet against Mahomes. It is amazing what he's able to do in these big games. And you're at a point now with Mahomes where his team all year felt like they were going through the motions. Despite the top-flight defense, despite having Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey and Spagnola and Chris Jones and all of that, if you would have told me on Christmas Day, as we watched the Chiefs go and get whooped by Antonio Pierce's Las Vegas Raiders, that we'd be sitting here in the middle of February talking about Kansas City winning it again, I wouldn't have believed you. No way, no how. And... This game, in many ways, was a microcosm of what you saw from Kansas City all year. First half of this game, Niners are whooping them. Niners are absolutely whooping them. They owned them at the line of scrimmage. They shut down Travis Kelsey. They have their running game going. They get the trick play touchdown to the point where at 10-3 going in the locker room, I have to be honest, I felt like 
San Francisco should have been up by more. I didn't like the way Shanahan handled the clock at the end of the first half. He's sitting on timeouts. More than content to sit on the football. Like, I, I, I wasn't in love with any of that. And this game turned. There's no getting around it. Second half. When you think about the three consecutive three and outs, you think about the botched punt that led to the first Kansas City touchdown, it really set the stage and opened the door for the Chiefs to be in this game and for the Chiefs to be alive and well in the fourth quarter with the greatest quarterback on planet Earth in a spot, in a situation where he can go and work his magic. And even when you get Juwan Jennings scoring a touchdown. And even when San Francisco goes up, a play that hands down, no questions asked, is one of the most significant plays of this game, is the blocked PAT. And Moody had some monstrous moments in this game. You can't get around that. Moody hit a couple of 50-yard field goals. He hit a late field goal, which you thought maybe had a chance to be the difference in the game. But that block PAT, killer. Because you put Kansas City in multiple positions where they only needed three at the end of the game as opposed to needing the full-fledged touchdown. Want to salute our guy, Jerry Farrar. So I saw him 24 hours ago at the Ori in Las Vegas. And Jerry was all over this. There's going to be overtime. There's going to be overtime. There's going to be overtime. And as I'm watching that final drive and as Mahomes stalls out and they send Harrison Bucker back on the field, I'm like, wow, my guy Jerry nailed it. Hopefully he's nailing out like a couple of Knicks series playoff wins, just, just saying, but nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. And then you get to overtime. And I know a lot of you have already gotten on my case with this, with the overtime, saying, J.J., Kyle Shanahan and the Niners got it right because with the way the new overtime works, hey, both teams get the ball. But if both teams go and score a touchdown, then hey, it's sudden death, next field goal wins you the game. If you score a touchdown, Shanahan looks like a genius. He didn't score a touchdown. And the reason I had a major problem and a major issue with Kyle Shanahan not deferring there in that spot is I want to force the Chiefs' hand. I want to force the Chiefs, hey, on a fourth down, they might be more reluctant. They, they might be more willing to go and kick. They're not going to be as willing to go for it on their own end or whatever the case may be. I know it might burn you, but that's what I'm thinking. And I know what everybody's saying. Hey, listen, Mahomes, in a situation where he just carved you the final possession of the game, your defense is tired. Your defense needs a little bit of a blow. Sure, they got a little bit of a blow. Right between the fourth quarter and the overtime. I want to know exactly what I need to do in that spot. That's me. Now, this whole new overtime situation is, is uncharted waters to all of us. We've never witnessed it before. It's the first time we've seen it since that Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes thriller of a playoff game, what was it, a couple of years ago? It's the first time we saw it. I know it's open to interpretation. For me, though, I want to know in that first overtime, hey, this is exactly what I need to do. Because 
I'm going to assume the best player on planet Earth is going to score a touchdown. Like, when you watch him do his thing, finding Kelsey, extended plays, making magic, you just know he's going to find a way to get it done. And, uh, of course, the, the icing on the cake and, and the cherry on top for all the Jeff fans who are out there in the audience. How about the fact that McCall Hardman, McCall Hardman of all people who had hard knocks fame with Oz, the, the whole final score, the whole deal gets cut, ends up back with the, or traded, whatever the case may be, ends up back with the Chiefs, does nothing with Kansas City, but now will be a fixture in the history of Super Bowl lore with a game-winning touchdown. Started with the Jets at the beginning of the year, and of course, scores the game-winning touchdown for Mahomes and the Chiefs. And if I'm a Niner fan, I'm sick. You know, I was thinking about this today, and I was thinking about it on my ride back. Had a great time. We were at the Super Bowl with uh, Errol Epstein. Raheem Palmer was with me. He's like, he's such a good sport because he had the Chiefs. He bet them live. He knew how crushed I was as I'm sitting there watching the overtime. And I'm like, you know what? Raheem, you're a good egg, man. You are a far more gracious winner than I would be. That, that's just real talk. So I got to salute my guy Raheem Palmer for that. Kelly in Vegas was there. My wife was there. We had a great crew. Great, great crew. But as I look back on it now, and I think about if you're a Niner fan, you've had this team dead to rights in two Super Bowls. You had a double-digit lead in Miami four years ago. This game goes to overtime. When are you beating this guy? And that's got to be a question that everybody's got to be asking now in the AFC and the NFC, respectively. When are you beating this guy? He's won back-to-back. He's won three out of five. The defense is young. They're only going to get more dynamic because they know what they're doing from a personal standpoint. It's frightening. It's frightening. We are witnessing now the next great NFL dynasty. There's no getting around that. When you go and win three titles in five years and back-to-back, I'm just the same knucklehead sitting there wondering, how in the world was I dumb enough to bet against the Kansas City Chiefs? Underdogs in three consecutive playoff games. Underdogs in back-to-back Super Bowls. And I continue to bet against them. How stupid am I? All right, you guys are fired up, ready to go. Uh, let's start it up. My buddy Mo gets us going here on this Super Sunday Now Monday. What's up, Mo? How we doing? Hey, JJ. What's going on, man? Mo, what's up, pal? What's happening? I mean, geez Louise, dude. I mean, whatever you can... It doesn't matter if you have two or Josh Allen. You know, it doesn't matter what quarterback you have right now. This is getting, like, absolutely ridiculous. Um, the guy has not only every physical ability that the best quarterbacks in the NFL have, but his intangibles are... Just as great. And I, to be honest with you, JJ, it feels like his teammates weren't doing him any favors. You know, Pacheco fumbling it in the red zone. Valdez Scantling, you know, losing five yards in that overtime uh, on a, that crazy, you know, forward progress play that he just lost like five yards. That was crazy. But he just overcame everything. I mean, it's it's kind of scary. Um, if you're San Francisco, you know, Purdy played almost as well as you could possibly. He was fun. You know what, Mo? That's an excellent point. A lot of people wondered about Brock Purdy and whether or not he'd be up to the moment. 
I don't know how you look at this game and say, we have Brock Purdy didn't do the job. He was fine. He didn't lose him the game. He didn't make big mistakes. If there's a nitpick on San Francisco, to me, they got way too far away from the run. And I felt like in that third quarter, they abandoned Christian McCaffrey. They abandoned what should be the bread and butter in trying to attack this Kansas City defense. If there's a knock on the offense in this game, that to me is the knock, not the play of the quarterback. And JG, that's the same thing that happened to Kyle Shanahan in the first Super Bowl, correct? When he was the offense coordinator for the Falcons, throwing it too much, um, you know, instead of, you know, time, you know, trying to control the clock here. Now, granted, we don't know if that would have even mattered at the end of the day, but they were running down their throat, San Francisco, in the fourth and overtime. Um, and defense made that one play on third down to, to give Mahomes the ball back to ultimately win the game. But, I mean, uh, you're right. They, 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 they were definitely tossing it a little bit too much. And Kyle Shanahan does a little bit need to wear that, uh, if you ask me. Hey, listen, here's the bottom line now for Shanahan. Shanahan is a tremendous regular season coach. There's no getting around that. His team's been in the NFC title game each of the last four years. He's been in the Super Bowl two of the last four years. The guy knows what he's doing. But he now has kind of developed the reputation that Andy Reid once had when he was with Philadelphia. Kyle Shanahan is going to be known now, until he shows otherwise, as the coach that can get you there, that has his teams ready to go, but he can't win a big one. Kyle Shanahan right now is the new Andy Reid, until you see otherwise. And last last thing, JJ, you know, and what did Andy Reid get to overcome that? Number 15, right? And Kyle Shanahan took a chance when they traded up to get Trey Lance, hoping that, you know, that would, that would be the answer. And unfortunately, it's not. So, I mean, what if you're San Francisco, like, really? In reality, what the like? What the hell do you do here? Um, you just you you don't really know. You got to go back to the drawing board and do what? I mean, that was almost that's as close as you're gonna get. Well, you know what you say. So you say that, Mo. But if you look at the odds right now to go and win the Super Bowl, appreciate the call. Who's number one on the list? Not Kansas City, San Francisco, because of the conference. Because you look up and down the NFC, and it's like, all right, well, who's it gonna be? You believe in Detroit? Philadelphia going to bounce back? Wake me up when the Cowboys actually go and get themselves to an NFC Championship game. We're in the AFC. You're like, holy smokes. I see Burrow. I see Lamar. I see Allen. But you know what? Outside of Burrow, none of these guys have beaten Mahomes in the matters. Kansas City, at whatever they are, 7-8-1, to one, continues to be the best bet in sports. You guys should be betting now. I can't wait till we're sitting here in New Orleans next season and I'm like making up some cockamamie reason why I'm going to pick the NFC team against Mahomes. I mean, I already can't wait. Let's head to our buddy uh, Justin in Floral Park. Uh, he's up next. Uh, another Chiefs Super Bowl, Justin. It does not end. Oh, man, I tell you, it's just I got to tip my hat, bro. I got to tip my hat to Mahomes. Did it to my team and uh, he just shows it year in, year out. You can never bet against this guy, man. It's, it's unbelievable. But like you just said, Shanahan abandoned the run in that third quarter. The first two possessions, you're fucking throwing it every goddamn time. You have Christian McCaffrey on your team. I mean, what are you doing? Yeah, I thought coming out of the locker room, you think about a big sequence and swing in this game, Justin. When they get that interception and they're up seven, I'm like, you got to go for the throat right here. That is a huge sequence in the game because 
Kansas City getting the stop there, it allowed them to kind of relax. It allowed them to get in a rhythm. They, it, it allowed them to get the break that they needed with the botch punt hitting the guy's leg, and then you had uh, McLeod trying to fall on it and whatnot. Yeah, you get the ball at the 45-yard line. What are you doing? Run the ball with Christian McCaffrey, would you please? I couldn't believe it. And then, you know, that holding penalty on the backup tight end, the overtime was huge. Kittle's got to get on the field, man. I don't give a shit. There's no tomorrow. Get on the field, bro. Gets on the field the next play. I mean, get on the field. Come on. You want to win a Super Bowl or not? So, Justin, they get that interception after the Usher halftime show, which was tremendous, by the way. Yeah. They have the ball at the Kansas City 44-yard line. Pretty incomplete pass. You got a false start that puts you at second 15. Another incomplete pass. And then Purdy scrambling on third and 15. Not one touch to Christian McCaffrey inside of Chief Territory. Can't have it. And, you know, before the game, Shanahan said he wants to run the ball 40 times. He'll run the ball when they load the box. He didn't do it. So he's full of shit. And that's the bottom line. These teams, just like Baltimore in the two weeks ago, what do they do best? They run the ball. They don't run the ball. They're throwing the ball. Tell them Lamar. These teams get too cute, man. They don't do what their identity is. Run the football. Okay? I don't know why teams abandoned it. It's amazing to me. And, Justin, here's the bottom line now. Until you see somebody go and beat this chief team, and that goes for your team, that goes for Cincy, that goes for San Fran, that goes for everybody out there, they're the king. They are now the new Patriots. They are the new modern-day dynasty in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes doesn't have to play another game. He's a first-ballot Hall of Famer. Absolutely. Travis Kelsey's a first-ballot Hall of Famer. Yep. Andy, Andy Reid. Reed, yep. Isn't it amazing, Justin, how Andy... And this is why people are going to look at Shanahan and say he can't win a big one. And I'm going to push back on it because I heard the same thing about Andy Reid for a long yeah, period of time. You're right. You're right. And, and, and you know what it shows you? If you keep getting back there and you end up with talent and you put yourself in a winning position, just keep knocking down that door. Sooner or later, maybe you're going to break through. Maybe, you know? but Jay, you got to stop getting cute in these games, man. He did the same thing with the Falcons, and he did the same thing now with two straight Super Bowls, man. You got to stop getting away from who you are. You can't get cute against this team. Buffalo did the same exact thing, man. Josh Allen did not take the check down. The digs was wide fucking open. They probably win the game. You got to do it, man. Mahomes does check downs all day, man, just like Brady did back in the day. You know, you got you to gotta just do it. Stop being too cute. Play the game the right way, man. It's just ridiculous to me. You know, Justin, good call as always, dude. It's an excellent point about Mahomes always making the right decision and the right play. And that's why when you're playing a great, you got to bury him. Right out of halftime, you're up seven. Should have been up by more. You got the ball. Go up two scores. Field goal, touchdown, whatever the case may be. Go up two scores. They didn't. And the Chiefs are one of these teams now. They, you make a mistake, they're going to kill you. That botch punk killed him. Absolutely positively killed him. Uh, let's head to our buddy David. He's up next. He joins us here on this Super Sunday. Hi, David. How we doing, bud? JJ, I'm glad you're still alive. I hope you have all your money still in your pocket. Yeah, uh, but believe it or not, the tables have actually treated me well uh, on this particular trip. This game clearly did not. Uh, it would have been a massive day for me if San Francisco had pulled through, but Hey, David, them the breaks. And you know what? When I'm like down and out, you know what I need to do? I need to look at the amount of Niner fans. And there were, dude, I'm walking into my hotel. You want to talk about people who are despondent. You want to talk about people that were down and out. These poor Niner. 
You know what it made me think, David? How could I ever handle my team losing a game like this in the Super Bowl? I don't know how, how I deal. I really don't. You know, you, you were making the point, which I was thinking right before you said it, which is Kyle Shanahan is where Andy Reid was. There's something about this game that hurts your reputation more than losing the previous round. I mean, I'm higher on Dan Campbell now than I am on Kyle Shanahan, and that makes no sense, but, but it's the truth. Well, and that's interesting, considering Campbell did not exactly distinguish himself in any most you know positive way after yucking up a 17-point lead to the Niners. But yeah, listen, that's the reputation now for Shanahan. You know, he's a guy that will get you there, but he has now been in the Super Bowl once as an offensive coordinator and now two times here as head coach of San Francisco and his teams in different kind of ways have yucked up the game. You know, this game not nearly as dramatic as the game four years ago where they had a double-digit lead, but this game should have been a lot more lopsided than it was in the first half, and it wasn't. And... Until he can show, hey, I can go and beat the great Patrick Mahomes, he's got this woman over his head. No, no question, question about it. it. Yeah, I agree with you. When, when we went into halftime and the score was 10-3, I said to the guys who was watching, I said, you know, they should be up. They're, they are dominating this game on both sides of the ball. How the heck are they only up by seven? They're leaving, they're leaving too, much, too much on the table. And I'll tell you one thing, unspoken guy that we're very familiar with, Spags. How about Spags? Super Bowl number four for this. You know what? I'm glad that, I'm glad that you brought that up, David. I, and I said this to a couple of folks I was watching the game with today. Steve Spagnuolo now is going to go down as an all-time great coordinator in the sport. All-time great. Now, I understand he now is in an unbelievable situation. He's with an all-time great quarterback with Mahomes. He's with a future Hall of Fame head coach in Andy Reid. But he orchestrated an elite giant defense in 2007. He leaves and now goes to Kansas City and is a part of three Super Bowl championships with Andy Reid and the Chiefs. Yeah, he's an all-time great coordinator. To the point where you wonder, will Spags get another chance to be a head coach? That's a question I have. I wonder. Yeah, it's, it's a good point. And, and uh, you know, him and the enemy... You know, I think the other teams just think that, that, that it's too much Mahomes and it's too much Andy Reid. I mean, it doesn't look good for the enemy, the fact that they win a Super Bowl without him. Well, I mean, not only that, what do, what do you think Tyree Kill is thinking? Now, listen, Tyree Kill has done A-OK -okay for himself. He's had two incredible years with the Dolphins. It's not like he's played on losing teams, but I'm sure Tyree Kill may be somewhere in Las Vegas tonight is saying, damn, I could have had two more if I stuck with Pat, you know? The all-time, the all-time great quarterbacks—they make up for what they're lacking in other they parts. They make it work. Team. Listen, yeah, they make it work. His now, you team know was terrible. Though. His receivers I, this year were terrible. How many drops did they have this year? And he, he doesn't miss a beat, Mahomes. He just makes up for it. Second and fourteen, third and third and sixteen. You know, you know the play's coming. Well, you know he is able to, David, in these unfavorable downs. You nailed it, right? It's second and fourteen. He goes and gets you six or seven. He gives you a chance on third down consistently. He's incredibly cerebral. He's incredibly gifted. Listen, I'm sick of the guy. I got to be honest. I'm sick of him. I'm sick of his wife. I'm sick of Kelsey. I love Taylor Swift. She's amazing. She, she's the queen of pop. But, I, I mean, I'm sick of all these goons. I, I can't with the Chiefs. But here's the sobering reality for me and everybody else out there. Get used to it. Get used to it. They're not going anywhere.
Just being real. Where they going? This Chief team won this year? This team. It's crazy. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 bet. So, we're getting ready for the home stretch here in the NBA season. You know what bet I feel great about? Remember when the house and I took the Knicks over 43 and a half wins? That's looking pretty good right now. You know what else is looking really good? What about Brooklyn? Under 37 and a half for the year. I may have to get invested with the Knicks at like 7 or 8 to 1 to win the East. I think that number's even come down. But there'll be a lot more bets coming your way from an NBA perspective right here on FanDuel, right here on New York, New York. And by the way, that's 150 bucks if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash NYNY and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or visit TheRinger.com slash RG. First online, real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued. Non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. My buddy Kenny in Staten Island is up next. Uh, uh, Kenny, you were not a fan of Usher in the halftime show, huh? That was brutal. Oh, you missed out. I thought it was fun. You're not an Usher guy, I guess. No, I just I thought the selection of some of the songs, nothing was upbeat. It looked, it looked like it was too slow. I was like, well, then they come out with roller skates? Come on. You were out on it. I enjoyed it. Listen, I'm an Usher guy. I, I'm an Usher guy. It brings me back to middle school and high school. I, I, I enjoyed it. Would I say it was the, my favorite all-time Super Bowl halftime? I would not, Kenny. But listen, we agree to disagree there. Uh, I'm still sick to my stomach about this game, but that's a story for a different day. You know, well, I'm happy. Uh, I had the uh, Chiefs in the under. I got lucky by that half a point. Wow, that half a point was significant, Kenny. Be fair. And, and, you, know, and you know what, JJ? At game time, the line went to 46. The total. I've seen 46s out there, and and I actually had a conversation this afternoon with Joe B. And we were talking. I said, Joe, I said this game here is the perfect middle. I said this is where you can buy it, buy the three and a half, 
and laid at two and a half or laid at two, you know, you got to risk the VIG, but this is a chance to make money. I didn't pull the trigger and I, I would have lost anyway. if I would have did that, but I just stuck with the, uh, the, the chiefs and the, and the under, and I'll tell you one thing about the end of this game, when the nine has had the ball and the clock is taken down in regulation, I tell you, man, that this game should have ended with no time on the clock and the nine is kicking the winning field goal. They had second and five with two and a half minutes left, and they throw a pass for no gain to Kittle. I'm like, you got to run the ball with McCaffrey here. He just got you five yards. And I'm saying, Mahomes ain't getting the ball back here. And then, you know, Spags, let's put it this way. When they needed a stop. They got it. They got it, Kenny. Such an excellent point. Their defense on third down was so good. And they had so many big third and four, third and five, third and six type of stops that were game-altering. You bring up a great point. So on the final Niner possession in regulation, they had first and 10 from the 40. They get five yards with McCaffrey. Then they go and throw no gain to Kittle. That's the play you want back. Because at third and five, listen, you're not running there on third and five. You know what I mean? Like, because you're going to kick that field goal there to take the lead. You're not going to go for it more than likely in that situation. And listen, Shanahan, early in the game, I got to give him credit. When they scored a touchdown, he showed some serious chutzpah because he bypassed the field goal. They went for it on fourth and short. He got it. They got the big conversion to Kittle. And then they ended up scoring a touchdown and he passed up the idea of tying the game. But that call on second and five, I think from the 35-yard line, that's the one I think if Shanahan says I could have any call back, I wonder if he's saying, man, I wish I ran it with McCaffrey in that situation. Yeah, because then it brings up the third the third and five. And and you knew. And I said to myself, I said, Spagnola is, gonna, is just going to send everybody here. He's just going to let it loose. And, and he did. And I and I also thought that another another part of the game when in overtime, I thought that they should have uh, deferred the Niners. Oh, I agree, Kenny. I agree, totally agree. And, and and I know a lot of people are making the argument, right? Like this is all uncharted waters to all of us because it's the first Super Bowl or playoff game where we've seen the overtime with these rules. Like we haven't experienced it before. So you, you don't know what to do. You don't know what you think. You're like trying to figure everything out. Like I got Jerry Ferrara calling me saying, well, what happens if Kansas City doesn't score? And I'm like, Jerry, they pick it up right where they left off and we just start the second overtime like it's the end of the first quarter. That's what people were asking me. They're like, oh, the clock is running out. They're going to lose the game. I says, no, it's, a, it's basically a new game, four quarters. Precisely. But there's all these rules that everybody's trying to like figure out. Okay. But that all being said, I know Kansas City was on the field at the end of regulation. You want to tell me the Niners' defense is gassed. You want to tell me if both teams score a touchdown, hey, guess what? I win sudden death with a field goal. Kenny, if Kansas City scored, let's say it played out that way and San Francisco scored a touchdown, I bet you Kansas City's going for two. With that situation being the way that it is, I bet you they're going for two if a field goal decides the game. That's my opinion. Yep, that's why when when when, when the uh, the Niners took the ball, I said to myself, you know what? I want to know what Superman's doing first. But that's why that's what I call Mahomes. I call him Superman. I said because I want to know what he does first before I get the ball. I want to know. It's like it's like poker. I want to know the other guy's hand, what he's holding when he's got a show. 
So it's, it's precisely. And Kenny, listen, you know what else you do in that spot? Great call as always, bro. You give Mahomes an extra down to work with. Guy's the best quarterback in planet Earth. I want to force to your point. I want to force their hand. You got a fourth down there. What are we going to do? Let's punt. And maybe let's kick it. Changes things. Changes things. Let's head to uh, our buddy. I lost you. Bradley, get back in. I hit your ex by accident. I'm sorry. Uh, Romeo, up next, he joins us. Hi, Romeo. How we doing? JJ. Hi, Romeo. Uh, I couldn't help but think of, you know, hard knocks all the way going back to that. They bring this mentalist in. He's reading McCole Hardman's mind. He's got the Jets over the 49ers. And then this guy scores the game-winning touchdown. In the Super Bowl. He will never have to worry, Romeo, about buying a drink in Kansas City for the rest of his life. I'm going to see him on Radio Row in 25 years when he's old and he's fat and he's gray. And he's going to be this Super Bowl hero in the way other guys have become Super Bowl heroes over time. And we'll always look back on McCall Hardman, Oz the Mentalist, Hard Knocks, the Jets saying goodbye, and he goes to Kansas City, and he's now an all-time Super Bowl hero. You can't make it up, dude. You can't make it up. And did you see Woody Johnson's great timing on social media? Uh, you know, as, as soon as Hardman scores the game when he touched on the Super Bowl, uh, to tweet us all, to let us all know. New uniforms are on. Oh, great. Great. These teams, hey, listen, they're not alone. Every team sent out there, you know, hey, 2024 starts now. I know the Dolphins did. I know the Giants did. Whoopty freaking do. Or, uh, Jets, can, can you maybe give it a week? You know, there's going to be nothing going on in the middle of February. How about like a nice slow Wednesday news dump as opposed to dumping the news right after one of the all-time great Super Bowls that goes to overtime? Give me a break. Give me a break. That's all I got, JJ. Great job by the Chiefs. Uh, and Romeo, maybe I'll learn. Maybe I'll learn at some point. I'll stop picking against Mahomes. You know, maybe I'll learn. Maybe I'll learn, bro. Listen, maybe I'll learn. Appreciate it as always, man. Maybe I'll learn. Stefan said that to me as soon as we started today. He goes, at some point, and it's come from a guy who picked Mahomes in his first Super Bowl against uh, San Fran. I was on the Chiefs that year. You know, may, may, maybe at some point in my life I'll learn. Let's take a couple more. Uh, Charlie and Elmhurst. Hi, Charlie. How you doing? Yo. Hi, Charlie. What's up, dude? Hey, what's going on, JJ? How we doing? I'm okay. I'm hanging. Uh, Yeah, like, well, Obviously, I couldn't bypass Mahomes' uh, dog and actually saw the points. Even they were first step were slow, uh, because and it seemed like it was a struggle. It was like they getting dumped and gashed by the 49ers. Then at the trenches and the line of scrimmage, but I feel like that couple of momentum that kind of opened up was like the the Greenlaw injury. That kind of opened up the spaces in the middle. And obviously, I thought the interception when Mahomes threw, I thought that was like, uh-oh, this is, could be over. Then they still, it was still 10-3. It was like, how the hell is 10-3? And obviously, they got a couple of breaks. And obviously, like the Mahomes like legend is just... Keeps growing, Charlie. Listen, keeps growing. And... It ain't slowing down, and it's a harsh, sobering reality 
for anybody who's a fan of an AFC team, myself included, and I know this goes for a lot of you who are Jet fans out there in the audience, they're not going anywhere. This team, like the Patriots, is now going to be a part of our lives year after year after year. And they got the best quarterback, they got a Hall of Fame coach, and they'll make everything else work. Bottom line, that's what they do. And, and yeah, and like, like, and the 49ers, like, I don't know, they got out of their comfort zone not running the football in the second half, and they're, they're playing out of sorts. And obviously, the Chiefs, like, you know, give them credit after all the, like, you know, struggles and uh, tribulations throughout the season. They seem to turn it up. They seem to turn it up. And I think Mahomes believes in this guy. I think that's, th- that's the key. And yeah, that's a good, that's a leader right there. And Charlie, who did he look to at the end of the game when he needed him the most? It was Kelsey. It was Kelsey. It was Kelsey. It was Kelsey underneath. It was Kelsey making things happen again and again and again and again. And it's going to go down as one of the all-time great connections in the history of the sport. Montana to Rice. Brady to Gronkowski. Mahomes to Kelsey. It's an all-time great connection. Let's head to uh, Bradley. I got it right this time. How we doing, Bradley? JJ, how's it going? Bradley, I'm doing all right. What's happening, dude? JJ, I mean, I said to myself, I cannot go against Mahomes. I went against them in Baltimore two weeks ago, and I got burnt bad, and I I got back, you know, why I lost, and then some in this game by betting, by going with the Chiefs and Mahomes. I thought, uh, I thought this, I thought this was just, uh, you know, he's another step closer, honestly, to really taking that next step to taking the throne from Brady for as one of the all-time greats. Yeah, he's on his way. I mean, when you have back-to-back titles, when you have three and five, when you go to four and five, it's rarefied air, Bradley. It's rarefied air. But I think what makes this one more mind-blowing is how Kansas City looked for good chunks throughout this regular season. How they looked against Vegas Christmas Day. They looked like a team that was cooked. They looked like a team that had no chance of winning multiple playoff games. And, hey, this was the first time Patrick Mahomes had to go on the road. He won in Buffalo. He won at Baltimore. And he beats the Niners again and was an underdog in the process. Yeah, I mean, they they really showed this year. Uh, you know, there were teams that really made them look like you know, they're, you know what? Hey, they are mortal. They're not like these you know godlike figures. But I'm telling you, they that's it, again, it, Mahomes. You know, you, somebody brought it up earlier. Tom Brady did the same thing with like with what he had as at receiver. He makes he he. That's why Mahomes is really going to be one of the best of the best when all said and done. Because he makes uh, do with what he has as our in his arsenal, and that's just like that's that just defines like some of the all time greats. You work with what you got, you know. Bradley, he is a quarterback that will continue to find ways to make magic. You're you're one thousand percent right about that, and it's now this Mount Everest that everybody is staring at. Like I think we all knew, hey, Mahomes is going to win multiple championships. Mahomes is going to be an all-time great. But now it's gotten to a level where it's so daunting. It's so frightening 
around the rest of the league saying they're supposed to be wounded. They're not supposed to be the same. How do we, how do we beat this team? How do we do it? It's like every time you feel like you have them down, they just come back and they just hit you like out of nowhere. And, you know, if they lost this one too tonight, I mean, I think the climb for Mahomes to get the Brady would have been a little bit more steeper. But this win, you know, he has three. I think I think him and Brady are the same age when they when Brady got his third ring uh, at that point in his career in New England. Um, I he's well on his way. He has another maybe ten to twelve years of you know of greatness still left in him. I think we could see him uh, get you know match seven within the next ten years. I really do feel that way. I think I think he this is probably the best quarterback that we have seen. Uh, you know, may, maybe possibly, honestly, since Brady. I'm, I'm, I'll go that far. Oh, no, without, without question. Listen, uh, I look at it this way. The two greatest quarterbacks, Bradley, that I've ever seen in my lifetime are Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. That's it. Sorry, Peyton Manning. Sorry, John Elway. Payne's been to say, sorry, Dan Marino, who, by the way, looked fantastic at the Mickelwell party yesterday. Bummed I didn't get a chance to say hello. He was kind of off, kind of doing his thing. Piping balls at Top Golf and pounding Mickelobes in the process. Got to respect it. But the two greatest I've seen in my lifetime are those two guys. And do I think we might be living in a world where in 15 years, Patrick Mahomes is the best we've ever seen? Yeah. I, I think you're crazy to say otherwise at this point. He's well on his way. Let's take two more. Hector, Washington Heights. So well, Hector. How we doing? AJ, my guy, how you doing, brother? Hector, fantastic. What do you got for us today? Not much, man. Listen, Washington, you guys have broken down pretty much. I mean, for me, and I, I really got a question for you. And hey, what's up, Stefan? Man, I got to say what's up to my guy, Stefan. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm watching the game. And me coming into the game, I'm thinking, you know, I thought the Niners were the better team, right? Obviously, Mahomes is Mahomes. You said probably the best we've seen. Um. But I thought the Niners had the best team. And, and for the most of the game, they were playing like the best team. And then, of course, the two best players took over at the end, Kelsey and Mahomes. But what I come away thinking is, because I felt like the Niners had to win this game. Like, they've they've come up with already a few year, few chances. They've lost in conference finals, you know, second Super Bowl they lose already now. And, I, I mean, I don't know the cap situation and all of that, but that's my question to you is, how much longer can this team stay together for the Niners? Like, as good as they are with all these weapons and stuff and, and you know, not having one, like, what do you see going forward for those guys? Hector, that's a loaded question. The good news for them is they don't have to pay their quarterback yet. So it's probably going to give them another year of keeping their team together. But yeah, dude, sooner or later, you're in a position where you can't keep everybody with the salary cap. And that's the amazing thing about Kansas City. They are paying Mahomes a ton of money, right? Like, that's what everybody wondered about the Chiefs. They're paying him. They're paying him, but he's Mahomes. He's going to make it work. They had, to, they had to make some tough decisions. They had to say goodbye to Tyreek Hill because they couldn't afford him. I wouldn't be surprised, Hector, if this offseason rolls around and they have to say goodbye to Chris Jones, who we know is an outstanding defensive player. But that's the difference between that team and San Francisco where the sum of the parts is necessary for San Francisco to be this well-oiled machine. Whereas Kansas City, it's about number 15. Simple as that. So I think San Francisco will be a contender next year. Is San Francisco going to be able to have a fourth-quarter Super Bowl lead? 
I have no idea, Hector. We don't know how sports plays out. I have no idea. No, no, yeah, of course. Uh, I, and I think mainly my, my, what I was wondering is because, like I said, I, I'm not really keeping up with what their salary cap situation is or where the contracts are and all that. But if they could stay together, then, you know, I guess they have a chance, but it's hard to get back over there, right? Especially you play the whole year, you know, come back a little tired. And I, I felt like this was a chance, man. And look, Purdy was, was great. He's been great all year. I feel like he missed a couple of passes, man. He had a couple of chances there where he could have got a touchdown and it could have been a different game. Maybe maybe he could have put these guys out. But you leave Mahomes in the game, you give him a chance. And like I said, at the end of the game, the two best players took over. But that's really all I got. I was really, you know, wanted to ask you that. And of course, I had to say hello, man. So thank you. Well, Hector, love you, buddy. Appreciate it as always. And uh, I'm glad we did this tonight. I was on the fence about doing the spaces. After a game like this, we needed to do it. And you guys have been bringing the heat. Absolutely fantastic. Look, San Francisco is the number one favorite right now in the betting market to win the title. The biggest thing they have going for them is they're really talented and are in the right conference. They're not in the AFC. So they can kind of defer the idea of, hey, let's get there. Maybe one of these quarterbacks can knock off Mahomes and we can win one. But they're like everybody else. Trying to climb that Mount Everest. And the king is sitting at the top. It's tough. Let's take one more. We close out like we do each and every week. The great Jeff Money in Queens. Hello, Jeff Money. What's up, JJ? Viva Las Vegas. Viva, I mean, I don't, my rendition of Viva Las Vegas, not as good as Elvis Presley or Travis Chelsea, but Viva Las Vegas indeed, Jeff Money. It's been a long six days. Great six days, but a long six days. What's up, dude? Yeah, very good, very good. Yeah, like I said, I've been very lucky, you know, for so many years now. I don't know how many years going back, uh, picking the Super Bowl winners. So, and I went against, I myself went against, you know, Mahomes two weeks ago, and I said, there's no way I was going to do it again. And, you know, it worked out. Now, who knows what would have happened? The turnout would have been on that, on that last extra point, right? That was a big factor, right? Uh, gigantic. Absolutely, positively gigantic because it forced. Kansas City to say, okay, we don't need a touchdown. We can go and kick a field goal. We can kick multiple field goals and still be okay here to go and tie this game. Yes, huge play. Yes, the Niners not converting on third down, gigantic. And, you know, a lot of those big third downs, including the one in the overtime, you cannot lose sight of the fact that Chris Jones was in Brock Purdy's face way too often. You know, Hector's talking about the idea of him missing some throws. A lot of those missed throws were due to pressure from what Kansas City was able to provide. Case closed. So hats off to you, Jeff Money. You nailed the Super Bowl. You know, I had a great run in nailing Super Bowls, and now I've lost two in a row. Two heartbreakers, might I add. The Eagles and this game, respectively. Maybe I'll learn my lesson. Maybe I will. I want to thank everybody from the Spotify, FanDuel, Ringer family. Great week out in Las Vegas. So we're going to have a lot of great interviews coming your way. And if you follow me on Instagram, you're getting a taste. Saquon Barkley is going to join us. We'll play that at some point. Garrett Wilson is going to join us. He was fantastic. Really great guy. Really likable. CJ Mosley, Justin Pugh, Austin Eckler. So we had a lot of stuff. Marcus Spears from ESPN, who was fantastic. So that's all going to be coming your way when I'm on the honeymoon. So... I'm going to actually be taking the most amount of time off that I've ever taken in my entire life. But we will have stuff for you over that like awkward 
in between two week phase between uh, Super Bowl and gear up to March Madness, the NCAA tournament, baseball, and then of course the NBA and the NHL playoffs. So hard to believe this football season is coming to a close. Really, really hard to believe. Good job by Stefano a week, killing it. I'll be back in New York. We'll have a pot on Thursday. Last one before I depart. Hopefully I don't get eaten by a lion. Uh, great job by everyone. JJ out. Enjoy your Monday. Tough one to digest. Yeah, it's San Francisco, that's for sure. We out. Be good, everybody. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem for 100 Gambler or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Vermont, and Virginia. Call 100 Next Step or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or Visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9 with it in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia, or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. Or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.